Hello. Merry Christmas. Here's part two of Stick Among Holiday Show Spectacular. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Actually, before we get to the first one, I have an email uh, story here that probably came from a Limey listener. Oh, it's a good one. Mail? It's a good one, yeah. Sent to my Facebook. Uh, his name's Devin. He goes, Hey, Jew boy, here's a little story from last year's Christmas. Well, last Christmas, my girlfriend and I had gone with my parents and my grandmothers for Christmas Day lunch. To the Nana's house for Christmas Day lunch. No, Did you ever no. do that there, Sleazy? No. No, he hated his grandmother. No, I loved, I loved her, but she lived too far away. Well, my girlfriend's the horniest girl I've ever had Ten the pleasure feet. to meet. And on the way to my Nan's house, she was constantly whispering into my ear that she wanted to do nasty, kinky things to me. Which, needless to say, made the journey extremely difficult, seeing as I was wearing drain, spi- drain pipe skinny jeans. You know, I hipster. I fully empathize with you there, yeah. Devin. Spray I thought jeans. drain pipes kept the boner at bay, though. I thought the I thought it'd be it worse hurts. to have. Li- no, your leg. Yeah, but it's better you than your leg, dude. It's like wrapping <laughs> rubber bands around your dick. But is the, isn't that better than wearing loose fitting pants, where it's just obvious you're you're pitching a gigantic rock hard tent? Yeah, but at least you have room for the for the tent. I guess it's whether you're more socially embarrassed or just physically uncomfortable. He writes, D, you'll know the problems that come along with tight jeans and erections. Oh, yes, I do. We get to my grandmother's, and as always, my grandfather spends the day complaining and swearing at at everyone within a 10-meter radius of his chair. That's Hmm. the type of grandfather I want to be. Uh, We have lunch, and the afternoon goes extremely slowly. My girlfriend hasn't mentioned anything sexual since we got out of the car, and I had fallen in the the, uh, false sense of flaccidity. But as the afternoon turns into night, she starts to act strange. Not normal, sexually frustrated girl strange, but like sexually deprived nymphomaniac strange. We're sitting in my nan's living room with the rest of the family in the room next door, and she gets on my lap and proceeds to bite my neck. Did she become a werewolf or something? One thing led to another, and we start having sex on the sofa completely (laughs) naked in their grandma, in his nan's house. Normally, my girlfriend is not noisy. Both of them, butt and naked, in the, the on their room? nan's sofa, yeah. Come on. In Nana? With Nana? Um, normally my girlfriend's not noisy during sex, but this time she began to moan and scream extremely loudly. I tried to control her and kept telling her to be quiet, but she only got louder. Well, why don't you control her and tell, tell her not to be naked in your grandma's house? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have loved to have heard the audio of that. Is this Chav Put down, honey, please. Keep it quiet. Keep it quiet, please. <laughs> You're going to wake up Nana. Um, unable to control her or myself I finished off and as I looked to the door of the room not only was my grandmother standing there watching me she was smiling nice and then she said the thing that no I mean no grandchild should ever hear good lad that's how granddad and I do it bullshit (laughs) was she rubbing a twat at the same time or what (laughs) Is that not the most sick and wrong thing you've ever heard? Moral of the story... Do you believe it? Is fuck your horny girlfriend before you travel. Keep it sick, keep it Why? wrong, Devin. If it's a true story, then it turned out great. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. 
I'm gonna have to do a little shot of Jaeger here. His Whacker grandmother. His grandmother was. Uh, oh, I gotta pour a second one. His grandmother was just. You mean your fifth one? Disappointed all Christmas night until she saw her grandson properly shag. Just rogering the hell out of his girlfriend. His slutty bird. <laughs> And then she was happy. <laughs> to, the first uh, time in years. To Nana. To, 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 to Nana. Nana. Christmas miracle. And a rubbing twat. It's a good Christmas story. I like it. Uh, what it's do, true or not. What do we have here for uh, the other Christmas stories? Hey, guys. Caprera here. It's 3.30 a.m. in the morning. I'm at work. Parked up for the last two hours due to a signal failure. So I thought I'd uh, give you a call and wish you all the... Does Caprera still work on the trains? Is I that why he he's lost up at- his train job, but it sounds like he still has it. I mean, what other job would you have? He's definitely a sick and wrong blue-collar sig- hero, though. Parked up for a signal failure sounds like he got his train job back. Yeah, that sounds hey, like he's working come, trains so, again. So trains work at 3 o'clock in the morning in Australia. How come they don't work that time? That time the Amtrak runs all night. Well, he, doesn't, he doesn't run a commuter train. He runs a freight train. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, so he's going all night. Yeah, all night yeah. long. So he's just hanging out here calling sick of So he, I would rather be a trucker than a train driver because train drivers because train drivers don't get to stop it and pick up the lot lizards. Yeah, I was about to the say train there's no train going. station lizards. That's true. Yeah, well, think, maybe there are. Yeah, maybe there are. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. But then you, had, but you have to. But you don't Eric have to do Banner. so much. You don't have to at least steer it. You can just sit there and fall asleep, right? Well, this guy did LSD <laughs> exactly and listen to sick and wrong. Yeah. Wish you all the best for the holidays, D. Happy Hanukkah and Lance. Happy Jar Jar Binks Festival or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't called for a while because I don't really like using the drunk Facebook status updates. I just had a sip of water. L-O-L. The shit's been pretty boring. I don't know. I keep praying to run some cunt over, but I think everyone must be getting laid or something because I haven't even come close. Most train drivers, like they always, whenever the Caltrain hits somebody, they always say, "Oh, and the train driver was very distressed." And yeah, he's going on leave for two weeks, but Capretta's looking for that sort of activity. Yeah, because he wants to take leave for two weeks. <laughs> oh, that's true, and I have a reason to call into the drunk dial line. Uh, actually, on the subject of reading, this year a second one of my female friends has ended up in hospital with uh, vaginal fisting injuries. Uh, the first time they were a couple was too high, man, and they just went too hard. And the second most recent couple, um, that one was due to alcohol and long nails. So uh, consider your holiday PSA uh, is don't get too high and do get a manicure. You know, treat yourself, people. So uh, still loving the show, and here's a shout-out to uh, you and uh, everybody you- asleep in the apartment block next to me. God, I love that guy. Happy holidays there, Capretta. That's awesome. That's amazing. So wait, he was saying that he had two friends with vaginal fisting injuries. Right. I love how open they are in Australia. Australia, they go all out all the time. No yeah. restrictions. Yeah, they're really they're really just very forward individuals. It's nice. They don't have the uh, Australian um, for beer. Well, no, I'm just saying they don't have the apprehensions, the reservations that us I want Americans an Australian do. girlfriend. How about that for the holiday, Dude, Christmas miracle? you have an Australian girlfriend, she'll probably let you stick your whole entire fist up her bed. I don't know any Australian people here. Do you guys? Um, 
Yes, I do actually. You yeah. know an Australian? Yeah, I know a couple. I don't know a single Australian. Guy, uh, it's far from Australia. Guy who owns um, the gallery down the street, our gallery down the street. His his wife is uh, is Australian. She's not oh. Australian. And well, she's, she's taken though. Yeah, I know. Doesn't help me. She's hot though. I yeah, knew why. You know one guy from anything. New Zealand. That was it. That's the yeah. closest I got. So I mean, I guess that kind fist of me. <laughs> that kind of fits with the uh, the the holiday tragic comic stories. I mean, it's kind of tragic, Truly. but I find I find it funny that he's like their friends are like, dude, we're in the hospital again for vaginal fisting. Uh, yeah, not again. <laughs> oh, bloody! Hell. I told you to cut your nails. <laughs> did you think if you like you and your missus went to like hospital for that kind of embarrassing kind of thing, like you know maybe like a ketchup bowl shoved up your ass or something like that, would you tell your friends? I would probably tell you guys in the sick and wrong listening audience, but my other friends, I wouldn't. No. I would tell people who knew me by my fake name and not my real name. <laughs> I've told things on this show that I would never tell anybody. <laughs> it's very cathartic. Uh, happy holidays, Capretta. It's good to know that you got your old train job back. Yeah. yeah I, like I was him, a little worried. I like him riding the rails, but not as like a hobo. As a conductor. No, in, char- conductor. in charge of the rails. In charge of or the rails. Or snorting the rails. He used to have like a sick and wrong uh, sticker in the, in the car, right? Wasn't it? Well, I think he also Sick had- and wrong dice. The dice that I sent him. Oh, well, I think they were dice that somebody Dura else Mater, gave to Dura you. Dura Mater sent me and I re-gifted him to Capretta because yeah. that dude could use them. Yeah. And he I don't have a car. All right, this um, next one is not so holiday themed, but maybe we can figure out a connection. It's almost a my two cents. Yeah. Hey, D. Hey, Lance. It's... Uh, me, or I'm not going to tell you my fucking real name, um, but this is uh, Rollo from the forums. Anyway, and. Right, hold on a second. <laughs> it's me. When the hell did Rollo just develop a normal accent? Usually he sounds like a greasy, like, I don't know, Cheech. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a Mexican. I don't know. I mean, since when did he get fingers to where he could type into the computer on the forums? <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, it's just kind of, it, it sort of removes the veil, you yeah. know? It's just like... Sort this of, is normal. Peek Ro- behind the curtain and see the real Wizard of Oz. This, this is out of character, Rollo. Yeah, this is just Rollo, like, this you know, Rollo I'm, really I'm Rollo. Like. Hey, what's up, guys? And I've got a question. This is, must be even really important. Yeah. And his Facebook, whatever. I don't give a shit. Anyway, I was wondering, how did... How did Sorry, I'm having a talk low because I'm in a hollowed out room. I'm in fucking Port Huron and it sucks so fucking bad. I'm leaving on Wednesday. Port Huron? He's in a hollowed out room in Port Huron. I don't even understand. Port Huron, Michigan? I assume like his family is next door and he's just trying to be clandestine. Clandestine? I don't know, but one thing I do know is Sleazy's not drinking the rest of his nog. Hey. <laughs> Dude, there's a whole like, I don't know half what a glass do. of nog. I mean, you want to pinch his nose shut and I'll shove it down his throat? What do you want to do? I think there should it? be a nog stand. How do you want to handle this? We should have a nog stand. That's what I'm just saying. Yuck. Oh, right. Well, come on. Let's listen right. to this guy's well, concerns. Let's find out what this is important. I don't, mean to trivia- I don't mean to trivialize it. I'm digressing here. When you guys were young and having sex in high school, <laughs> when? Who thought I was having sex in high school? No, there's a misconception. <laughs> Actually, I got laid in high school. Did you get laid in high school? I didn't go to high school, then. Well, primary school or whatever the fuck it is. It, <laughs> the limey school. Third are, Twimbledon's or whatever you call it over there. <laughs> at Hogwarts University. I don't know where you guys go. <laughs> I'm matriculated from Hogwarts. <laughs> But anyway, uh, um, you never so. got laid in high school? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I got laid in high school. My senior year, I got laid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I wasn't worrying about condoms. 
But maybe I can still answer. Did you ever question. buy condoms though, thinking in hopes that you would, no. you know, hoping that you get no. laid? Yeah, but. <laughs> They I would, remember having some. Yeah, I would have them in my wallet, but they would dry out before I'd use them. So. Yeah, I remember yeah. when I went to summer camp in ninth grade or eighth grade. My mother bought me condoms. As no if I even, way. Yeah, no, she. Are gave you me, kidding me? She gave me a condom. My mother eighth was like, grade going to camp. Eighth grade between eighth That's and ninth what? grade, That's, I went to camp. How was eighth grade? Fourteen. Fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. yeah. My mother is like she sat me down. My mother had a really husky voice. <laughs> <laughs> she was like David. You need to have one of these. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, what is it? And I was, I, I was kind of surprised. And I kind of felt cool. And I had that thing for like three years. So it was like a talisman for me. Did you ever use it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you turned it into a necklace. You lost it or it dried out? I opened it up. and uh, No, I, I think a it was moth my... <laughs> <laughs> it turned to dust. It just crumbled into dust. Yeah. Anyway, what's, 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 what's the, the story? Here? How did you guys get condoms? Because uh, nowadays they're either fucking they're almost every fucking store I've been to that has a, a pharmaceuticals area, they're all behind counter and they don't give them to minors. And I, uh, I might be fucking my girl uh, whenever I get back on a, a Thursday. Might be. So uh, or whenever I get back down to Texas on Thursday. So um, yeah, you know, I know how you guys did that. Uh, bye. Hmm. So total my two cents. He must here. have got her an extra special gift if he thinks he's about to get laid for the yeah. first time. Ever. <laughs> he spent well over three hundred dollars. You know, this really shatters. Well, three hundred high school dollars is like thirty bucks. Yeah. yeah, this really shatters the Rollo illusion. I thought Rollo was banging bitches left and right. I thought Rollo had like a limousine just packed with hoes. Yeah, but I now thought it was like it David Lee like, Roth. Yeah, now it's like we got Rollo calling up saying. How do you buy a condom? Because I might be getting laid next week. I don't know. I mean, it's just a little, uh, just a little disconcerting. All I got to say, I'm just a bit disconcerted. <laughs> I just don't... Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I mean, no, I feel bad, but I mean... But at the same time, it's like... He's not trying very hard. That's what I was going to say. Well, then, I mean, like you said, <clears> like <throat> he, he needs to go to somewhere like a 7-Eleven or a liquor store or somewhere that like doesn't have some, uh, you know, them buried behind the counter or something, right? I think, I think, he, ha- I think he has double-edged embarrassment. So he's, he's embarrassed about buying condoms, but he's embarrassed to go into like a shady store. So he's going into like respectable right, right. drugstores because he said yeah. stores with pharmaceutical yeah, departments. Yeah, yeah like, like no, Walgreens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to like one that's like... Owned and staffed by the most foreign people that you could even imagine. Right. I think it's a travesty, though, that a pharmacy wouldn't sell condoms to a, a yeah, minor. That's bullshit. I mean, you don't man. want those kids breeding anyway. Yeah. There's got to be some heathen liberal, um, like, he must be in the Midwest. Uh, yeah. yeah, but even there, you'd think there'd be some, like, See, Planned Parenthood. You can go to Walgreens you can here. Go anyway, yeah. What about Planned Parenthood? Yeah, they'll give them to you. For no, you get them for free there. Yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, actually. That's the best well, I was going to bring up this point. I don't understand why people feel embarrassed about buying condoms. Dude, be- you're getting it's laid. Because you're a it's like, oh, dude, you go to Walgreens, you stand in line and be like, I'm getting laid. Right. Have you ever been embarrassed buying condoms? Yeah, but you're you're a what, Why have you been embarrassed because buying condoms? Because you, you picture it as like you're in this completely anonymous situation. Badge of honor. What about like if you're if you're in your hometown buying condoms and like, you know, the treasurer from your dad's temple is in line behind you? I would turn around and go, High five, bro, I'm getting laid. It's a woman, by the way. 
High five, sister. <laughs> sister, is sister. that what you're calling them now? Sister. Oh, sister. Okay. But no, I mean, but seriously, it's like I think a lot of people get upset and they get well, they get embarrassed because I mean, the aren't Asian you guy that works at a Walgreens has to open up the little cabinet to get you the condoms. Yeah. But what about when you're buying the extra smalls? Doesn't that sort of... <laughs> hey, that's a little embarrassing. Actually, you know what? Rollo, my recommendation to you, my advice, my two cents for you... I'm not going to play the theme music because I don't know where it is. But my advice to you is go to a Planned Parenthood. Go yeah. to a city clinic. They got like a bucket yeah. full of condoms. Go to a gay oh, bar. And, and well, the more they give <laughs> you, yeah, go the to more gay successful bar. Yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah. The gay bars, too. The gay bars have condoms, too. But I noticed <laughs> You might though, also get a bunch of But you get a variety <laughs> of condoms at the... I always go to the... Well, not always, but I've been to this SF City Clinic a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> but there they have like this... like in. If you go to one of the examination rooms... Rooms. The doctors leave when they take your piss to go examine it in the microscope. <laughs> you get like you probably a two-minute window right. to, to steal grab condoms. as many as you can. Yeah, oh, you can fill up your whole bag. Yeah. Well, Think I have the money you save. I actually, I suggest like um, basically like go when you're going to buy them, buy as many as possible because then like you know it cuts down the amount of time. He goes so to you, Costco. <laughs> you have to, exactly. I mean, normally I go into the pharmacy and I say to her like. Uh, can I get a thousand condoms, please? And she goes, fuck me. I go, make that a thousand and one. <laughs> oh, man. But that was, that was good. A-list material coming from Holiday CCE. miracle joke. <laughs> but there you go. Go to like, you know what you should do if you're really that concerned about buying condoms, which I'm surprised. I would either A, ask your mom, because your mom probably will gladly go buy them for you. Or if you're going to <laughs> camp, she'll just provide them. Well, that was for me. Without even question. <laughs> I just cut the tips off of... Uh, Gloves, you know, like the uh, the oh, fingers. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, it's yeah. like a lambskin condom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that might work. Clamp yeah. the bottom. <laughs> just well, use a rubber know. band. Just double tie it. Yeah. Sick and wrong preaches abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> Not pra- really. Practice or preach. <laughs> we practice abstinence. Go, just go to a clinic. You'll get as many as you want. God, that's a stupid question. It really is. Yeah. All right, uh, people. This is the holiday show. You know, we're probably going <laughs> to end really? up. We're probably going to end up cutting this because I'm kind of getting drunk. We're probably going to end up cutting this into two parts. I think that's probably. Good well, idea. we're going to cut it into two parts. A because we have some more phone calls to play, and B because Wackerly is going to do a rendition of a story that was written a by reading. one of the a reading, not a rendition, a reading mm. of a story. It's a rendition. It's a type of rendition. It's a reading. It's, it's a something reading I do. of a story. That was uh, written by one of our listeners. It's a dramatic reading. A dramatic is what reading. what I call it. And uh, who, who wrote this? Iron Man, right? Um, yeah. He changes his name on Facebook about once every couple of weeks, but on the forum, he'll always be known as Iron Man. You've got to keep ahead of the man, though. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think he had names. some editing help from maybe some other forum members, but it's, it's unclear to me who's helping who. At but this it's point. a Christmas carol. And, uh, starring D. Starring Simon. D. Simon. So. The character of D. Simon. That's my favorite <laughs> story of all time, I think, Christmas yeah. Carol. Mm-hmm. The, Muppet, know, the Muppet I, Christmas Tale? That was amazing. I haven't had... Well, you haven't heard this one <laughs> I haven't had a chance to read the, uh, read the entire thing. I only read the first couple of pages. I've read most of it. Okay. It's, it's, it's boss. So what we're going to do is we're going to end the show with Wackerly's dramatic reading right. of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And, uh, it's going to be in part two. So we're going to have a two-part holiday spectacular. But anyway, that's, that's going to come at the end of the show. But we've got a couple of emails here that I wanted to get to, and then we have two more phone calls. So right. let's get to this here if I don't drop my notes again. Uh, we've got an email here from Allison. She says, hey, Dean Lance, 
love the show. Been listening for over a year. I'm 19 and a senior in high school. Mm. And we have current events every Sorry. Friday. You remember that when they had current events? I was nope. just moaning about senior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny to be a senior after so long, girl. <laughs> Give that guy another shot, you master. <laughs> That's Allison. What's, and, current, uh, what's current events? Is Allison, that something to do with grapes? Uh, something to do with grapes? Current events? What's that? <laughs> this guy's just full of these one-liners, dude. I'm going to give him some more Jaeger. I know. Give him some more Jaeger. <laughs> Keep him coming. <laughs> um, no, we, we used to have this. Didn't you ever have a social studies or current events class? that would Social do? studies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. We, Is that what it, we're talking about? It was terrible. But she had current events every what about Friday. health? That was a horrible class. Did you have a... We had family... Learning about vaginas Did you have family dynamics? Night? No. We had family dynamics where you had to carry an egg around for two weeks. An ape? An egg. <laughs> that must have been hard. And between your legs? Like, no, like an egg like rice? a basket, and if you broke your egg, you uh, Oh, an egg baby, yeah. yeah. yeah did we you did do that? that? We did that, but we How did that How old are you guys? I was a senior. What? Yeah, no, we all had to have egg oh, babies. Oh, I didn't do that my senior year. I think we did that in... Junior, freshman. probably. No, freshman. Oh, I did it senior year, because it was that like one of That sounds like something you do when you were like five or something. Oh, no, it's, it's teaching people to, to really, Well, it's teaching people to not want to have a baby, I think, is the point. Dude, you know what? It's a bit late for that. Okay. Isn't it, freshman? Sleazy, that's why there's so many fucking chavs. It's because you guys didn't have the egg holding class. Well, they did it when they were five, <laughs> and then they forgot. This? And they're like, I'll have a baby. Can't be any harder than that Dude, egg. If you guys would have held the baby for two weeks when you were seniors in high school, there wouldn't be any council homes or houses or Dude, whatever the fuck you call them. I, the last time I went back, I you went still to, wouldn't be able to set the sun on the British flag if you guys would have done that. The last Just time, my two cents. The last time I went back, I went to see a friend of mine. She's She was 32, Right, and I said, I wonder. Like, she had a kid when she was tw- uh, thirteen, <laughs> and I said, I wonder if she's a grandma yet. She was a grandma at thirty-one years old. See, if she had held an egg baby, <laughs> she would have learned the value. Uh, okay, she probably broke hers like three times. Yeah, <laughs> the condom. Where was she working? Obviously, not Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like me, kids. I'm a anyway. grandma, and I'm thirty-two. Allison says she has current events every Friday. And when my turn came up, I used one of the stories from the podcast in class. You know, Allison, that's never a good idea. (laughs) You should really not share these stories with your parents or with your teachers. Or with your preacher. Yeah, or with your preacher, your counselor. Guidance counselor, career planner. Yeah. Or your psychiatrist. No, no. She says, I got kicked out of class after one half of the story. (laughs) I would love to I know what story it was. It was Waggerly story. Waggerly. Waggerly. Woo! She goes, I've never even seen my teacher so grossed out. It was amazing. But thanks anyway. Keep it safe. Keep it wrong. Allison from upstate New York. San, San Dimas High School Football Rose! Well, uh, good job there, Allison, for grossing out your teacher. I, th- I think that's great. It's like, na- now what's going to happen? She got kicked out of class. Her parents are probably going to find out. They'll be like, what'd you do? She's like, well, I listen to this podcast. Sick and they're going to find us. Next thing you know, we're going to be responsible for America's lack of education. I take no responsibility. <laughs> got another email here from Brent. Brent says, hey, guys, I love the show. Never miss it. I heard your bit on tattoos a while back. What was that? Mm. I think Lance was discouraging people from getting a stick and wrong tattoo. Because somebody got a Lance tattoo. 
<laughs> no, remember? no, I was discouraging before that happened, and now I'm. Yeah, just but remember that guy got Lance written in yeah, your yeah, on his butt cheek. in your signature on his ass cheek. Right, I was duped into providing that signature. <laughs> that was all me. <laughs> awesome. But anyway, I remember we we discussed it because a lot of podcasts have like people that get tattoos and homage mm. to your podcast. Yeah, and we were saying don't do that; it's retarded. Mm. I was saying that, yeah. Yeah, because... But now that my name is tattooed upon some man's ass, I have <laughs> a different opinion. You didn't get, opinion. like, a sick and wrong logo, though. We didn't get that <laughs> it's stupid, worse. That's it's even worse. That's even worse. It's your name. we have on our website. I'm even more pissed about it. I, I found that hilarious. I wanted him to get... Actually, I was trying to get him to get Wackerly's face when he was putting on his tie in that picture. Why doesn't People he have, know why does he have D on the other cheek? Because yeah, I'm not true. as cool as you, Wackerly. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Got some um, holiday cheese in your throat. Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking eggnog, dude. Cheese. It went down the wrong cheese hole. Cheese is my dairy. favorite kind of meat. <clears throat> she says, or he says, I heard your bit on tattoos a while back. I just got a tattoo tonight that you may enjoy. The picture is taken with a shitty cell phone camera. It looks much better in person. I can get you a better pic if you'd like. Any suggestions on the next tattoo? Random and disturbing. Maybe not jar squatter disturbing, <laughs> but disturbing nonetheless. There goes Brent that idea. from Presque Isle, Maine. And the picture that he sent, we're probably going to put on our posting. Yeah, here we have to. On the show. He got a tattoo of Rollo. <laughs> he got a tattoo. He didn't get a tattoo of me or Wackerly. He got a tattoo of Rollo. But where did he... A, where? a tertiary character. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Not even a guest host. He didn't get like Sleazy so you E. Are, are you he upset? got Rollo. Are you upset? Yeah, I do feel like I'm, I'm third fiddle. Yeah, I do. I do. I am a little and, upset. And not only is it... It's I'm not, a little hurt. It's not just Rollo's face. It's And then his name is underneath, it's just, just in case you were mistaken. underneath. It's, it must be but on his they, arm's leg. Where did they get the picture Oh, from Facebook or something. Oh, yeah, you have a picture of Rollo. I think there's plenty of pictures of shrunken heads to go around. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. It, exact it says Rollo. This isn't it just says Rollo. Fucking Rollo. And, you got and even, even, spelled, <laughs> even spelled in the peculiar uh, style of Rollo's Facebook page. Yeah, no, it looks exactly like... And it's actually... The, the tattoo was actually done really well. Oh, you yeah. could, you, as soon as I saw it, I'm like... Oh my fucking god! This guy got it's Rollo. This guy got fucking Rollo on his arm. It's just going to be for the rest of his life inexplicable why he has that and what the significance is. What do you think your face would have been more explicable? Like, do you think he could have explained that? Well, it is a rather <laughs> handsome face. <laughs> no, no, it would be equally bad. I, I, I don't know. I was surprised. But if it makes him happy, Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle. Happy holidays. All right, there, what's worse, Rollo on Rollo on his. Butt or or Lance on his butt? Oh, Lance. Yeah. And it's Raleigh. Well, exactly. be like, well, it's a shrunken head. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, what's funny about the My Lance? What the, what's funny about yeah. the Lance comment is like, or the Lance tattoo is Lance is probably one of the most what top five homosexual names. Oh, at least. So, so this dude is gonna be well, like fucking. This, guy, this guy's name's Brent, right? No, no, the guy that got the Lance tattoo. So the Lance, <laughs> the guy that got the Lance tattoo is gonna be fucking a chick, and she's gonna be like. Is that your, like, dudes? What's this guy's name with the Rollo tattoo? Brent. All right. The Rollo That's tattoo. also in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? What are the other four? ones? What are the other ones? <laughs> Lance has got to be number two just over Fabian. Because Fabian, uh, then Fabian? Lance, then Brent. <laughs> Fabian. Fabian. Nobody's named Fabian. I know Fabian. <laughs> All right. We got a couple is he a more. Pufta? No. <laughs> 
We got a couple more calls here, and Can then uh, we're almost uh, we're almost out of here. But we got a couple more calls. So what's um, yeah? What's our next uh, tragic comic Christmas story there, Wacker? to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. We got a couple more tragic comic tales before we decide the winner. I mean, we actually, that's the thing that I don't think people understand. Right. Is we're giving away, like, good gifts. These we are valuable even, gifts. We haven't it's even like a $100 a gift or some shit like that. $200. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that expensive. It is. Dude. You had that to buy fucking that? vibrator is not two hundred dollars. No, one of the one of them is a hundred dollars. Okay, this one's probably about eighty a sixty dollar vibrator. No, more than more that. than that. Dude. It's got you a rabbit. It. It's got a rabbit on one end. A rabbit? No, it's got a rabbit <laughs> on one end. A dick in the middle with balls like metal dude, balls in it. Right. Dude. And then this like look at this thing that you stick in that in your ass. It's, it's an like anal a corkscrew. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm trying to say is if you went down it's the street to one of the if you went That's down the street if you went down the street to buy one of those down one of those places down on Polk Street, that would cost you about a hundred bucks. I Polk bet. Street? <laughs> you don't know why I know this is better than my dick because it has rotating pleasure pearls. My dick doesn't have that. You can have those surgically implanted though if you want. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. Okay, could I have a Use vibrating clitoral stimulator surgically wow. implanted? More I money. think probably, yeah. Well, so one of the people, one of the lucky winners here from the holiday bucks, show is going to win the total ecstasy triple stimulator vibe and you have not used this item right it's pristine i have not touched it it's still the in the box. box touch the box that's it. the second prize here and this is the runner-up is the original venus butterfly which i believe that's Suzy amazing e has bought for a couple of girlfriends have, in the past yeah you? i have bought yeah amazing dude so amazing it's, so you would sit there with a the remote control yeah. and put this on your yes. girlfriend's clitoris yes and we go out to bars and just laugh at each other across the room. <laughs> it's so good. It's a pretty good gift, actually. It's a good gift. So I think a lot of our listeners are going to... Can I still win the prize if I tell an embarrassing story? <laughs> Maybe, but you got to trump some uh, heavy I'm competition. Too drunk to tell a story. Heavy competition. <laughs> yeah. So what, what do we have here for uh, our, next, our next caller to the tragicomic Christmas story competition? Well, after that big intro, this doesn't really have anything to do with... Xmas. It really has to do with uh, Joffrey's birthday that we were discussing earlier. Joffrey. Okay, so this one doesn't really count, but it's still good to listen to. All so right. listen up. Yeah. What up, you Jew bastard and your Irish whatever the hell you is. <laughs> this is son of boom. Yeah. Listen, man. You're Scottish. I just found out. But listening to the old some saying podcast, and I just found out that I share a brother. I mean, I share a birthday with your brother, D. Yeah, hey, man, December 21st, yo, so when you get a chance, man, call his ass up and tell him that son of boom said happy birthday and that um, if we ever meet, he'll get cornholed for free. So I'm saying everybody gets one. But 
Cornhole, cornhole. This guy kind of sounds like Carl Weathers. You think he's a black guy? Yes. Like a gay Rastafarian <laughs> who shares Jeff's birthday, who's out on the prowl for Jeff. Well, I want to tell you, you know, I've I've received emails in the past from Son of Boom. So happy birthday there, Son of Boom. Son of Boom? That's Son of Boom is right. his name. But I wonder if Son of Boom is into Joffrey. You think? It sounds like he is. Well, I hope Son of Boom isn't a Billy Idol fan because Jeff definitely disparaged Billy Idol. Well, With Jeff might have attitude. had a good time if he had sent a boom there backing him up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers, stay safe, man. I love this show, man. I've been going through all the old ones, and I've done listen to about, I don't know, a hundred and something episodes in the last month. Wow. I, I'm a janitor at a motherfucking school for a bunch of rich ass white kids, and <laughs> you know how that is. They look at you like you're a fucking peon and shit. So all I do is sit there and listen to Sick and Wrong and think about all the cool things I can do to them. You know, smack them upside the head with a pool cue and throw them through a fucking window and just you know go Jesus. Columbine on their ass. But, you know, of course, then reality comes and I got to go clean a shitty fucking toilet for these bastards. <laughs> fucking appreciative motherfuckers. But anyway. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. D, shalom, my brother. Some saying, Lance. I'm saying, man, when we gonna go to Thailand and get some of these these, these key girls out there, man. We gonna tear that shit up. We get the front side, get the back side. All right, man. <laughs> stay sick, stay wrong. Peace. I'm with yeah, you. I'm with, with son of boom. Dude. Happy holidays, guy, there, son of boom. Yeah, wow. we all feel like I'm down now. We all feel those those thoughts some point in time. You know, you know what? It's funny. Let's go it's to like Thailand. listening to son of boom talk about his job makes me think I can understand why the Black Panthers came about. <laughs> I understand, like, okay, you know what? Fuck these people. Yeah, <laughs> the white kids. Yeah, dude, I mean, really, you, fuck them. I, I, I don't know if I could do it. I think I would get. I would have. I would be entertaining notions of uh, violence. I would be seeing ultra violent every day when I when I'm at work. Uprising, uprising. That's what happened. Yeah. I'm so, not against it. Wacker, you should go on a Thai tour here. You know, Sleazy, he's been Thailand quite a few times. I know. Many he's times. come with us. Yeah, I think you could probably I'd take be your him guy. to. A, yeah, we'll you probably recommend some good spots. Yeah. We'll bring Jeffrey. I don't know if Jeffrey would no. be into Thailand. No, the, yeah, no, there's Although, a, into it. no there's Jeffrey a lot. is into black dudes. The, well, obviously, there's with the dicks, lady boys. Yeah, the, well, we're all into that. But that's I a mean, good question. That's a good <laughs> question for Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey and Ian might be. We can be. all agree on the lady you know, boys. Me, me and Wackerly might just go off and go grab some beers, no, go to a normal brothel. But you and Jeffrey can go to like. I don't want to go. You want to go with them? All right, you, you sound three, boring. You three can go to your fucking chicks with dicks bars. I'm gonna go to the hot chick bar. No, there's, there is this get this full on crazy gay streets too as well. So so it's all everything, everything you want. Anything Thailand just seems like Candyland. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. seems amazing. I'm gonna yeah. go there. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go to Thailand. Right. We'll invite Son of Boom. T-shirt money. <laughs> t-shirt money. Thailand trip with a T-shirt money. I think this Fuck is... the UK. <laughs> I think this next one's the last holiday call. And I believe... I mean, I don't want to judge the contest for myself, but I believe we save the best for last. Ooh, Wackerly's already biasing the, comp- the, the judges Ouch. here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there's a lot riding on this call. Let's play it. Hello, Dean Lawrence. Um, Hello. Uh, in London, calling again. I called last week. Thank you very much for playing my call. Most surprising and lovely. 
Um, Lovely. I am calling like in sister. regards to your... Really? Because I think it's super hot voice. Your sister's <laughs> married, right? <laughs> yeah. oh, you know shit. what it reminds me of? That fire bug that was in Dexter season three? Yes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what she yeah. reminds yeah, me yeah, of. Like yeah. When I hear her voice... I see that chick yeah. and who's really hot, and yeah. I think of her setting a building on fire and burning up children, and it gives me a boner. <laughs> All right, but this is Leah, and she has a uh, I th- what I think is the best holiday tragedy story. All right, let's hear it. To your holiday um, gambit. Uh, yes, I have a terrible, very, very, very awful and embarrassing Christmas tale to tell you. Um, I'm originally from South Africa. Um, I've been in London for 10 years, but spent my youth um, in South Africa growing up. Now, I come from a very, very conservative Afrikaans family. Okay, all right. I Um, take that back. She's Afrikaans. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the Afrikaans, people don't know this, but apartheid, everyone always connotes South Africa with apartheid. Mm -hmm. The Afrikaans were the people who controlled the the, the Mm. Dutch, people of Dutch descent, the Afrikaners controlled South Africa in the 80s, and they were the people that were really racist. Apartheid existed just because of the Afrikaners. Yeah. They didn't dude, like I've black people. Dude, I've seen Lethal Weapon too, dude. Seriously. They didn't like black people, but they also they didn't, they didn't like <laughs> Jews. Remember. They didn't yeah, like Jews that, either. Why were you there? Wait, my, why, dad, my dad got a huge congregation of a lot of Jews there. Dutch Jews or African Jews? English. A lot of English Jews. Yeah. Oh, there's English Ex- expats. Yeah. <laughs> let's, hear, let's hear Leah out, okay? No sidetracking. <laughs> All right, do All right. it didn't lose my virginity until I was 20 years old because of it's dirty and all of that. Um, but anyway, um, I, my father's quite a successful artist and I went on a painting safari with him just before Christmas many, many years ago when I was about 19, 20, something like that. Um, just about to lose your virginity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway... We stayed in a chalet on this beautiful, beautiful game reserve. No TV, no telephones, nothing like that at all. Just me and my dad in the bush with some beers and loads of meat to put on the barbecue, as you say. Um, And that's it. Anyway, so there we were um, in the middle of the bush. Her parents must be divorced. We were in this sort of holiday guest house, which is this huge house, which is divided into by, by just a very, very thin sort of wall basically one big house divided into two. So thin partition. A thin makeshift. partition, yeah. yeah. I bet you it was just drywall like, that separated. Right. right. It it's not a big cement wall. It's, yeah, it's just a yeah, drywall. Yeah, but a lot of houses in, like, uh, in, like on, uh, you know, in the bush, they don't have windows or anything like that, right? So... Yeah, man. I mean, maybe yeah. it was just kind of like a... A mud hut kind of thing. Yeah, I wonder if... You, did she say she was in a hut? She said she's in the she bush. She chalet. Yeah, chalet. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that in is. In the bush. A chalet in the bush. You know, if I was in a chalet in Africa, I would have brought, like, my anti-AIDS spray. Because don't you think, would you have sprayed that whole house down? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I you think she's just leaving that unmentioned. She probably sprayed yeah, but, it down, but didn't think Ebola's about it. Ebola is worse than AIDS. I mean, think about that. Yeah. I would but I would get, like, a spray that just encompasses all the African diseases. Yeah. Just wear a body condom. That's a good idea. Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> So we were there for a few hours, we're making a barbecue, put some meat on, etc. And these two really, really, really camp guys pull up in their uh, in their car. Um, they introduced camp. Yeah, like as in camping or as in <laughs> campy <laughs> they, they or as in corny. Camp. Yeah, I was campy. I yeah. mean, they're in the bush. Why, why, why does gay mean camp or camp mean gay? 
Because that's what they like to do, go camping. When you go camping, because you pitch tents. Because they both... I, I don't understand the origin of this term. Because, I've never have heard you seen this Brokeback term. Mountain? <laughs> They know they're camping, camping at the beginning. But they're cowboys. That's camping. So do yeah. they look like cowboys? Possibly. Even you're camping. What what happens when you camp stays? You pitch, what camp, you, you pinch Ted. So Ted, these Ted two guys Ted. that showed up are probably wearing chaps and a cowboy yeah. hat. They look like Elton mustache. John and Elton John's boyfriend. Yeah. Right. And call themselves hands okay. and friends. Introduce themselves to us. Now, this was sort of pre my dad being cool and done with the gays and um these two guys were clearly a couple, and he felt extremely uncomfortable. But anyway, they went on their way. They went to the house. We went out and drove around the bush for a while. I had a look at all the different animals, some painting, etc., etc. Okay, so fast forward a few hours later. It's now about 8, 9 o'clock. Picture, you there. It's just us sitting there. We've got our beers. We've just had a beautiful, beautiful just meal. Um, all you can hear is the incredible... <laughs> African night, which is very, it's almost as loud as a tenderloin, I'm sure. She's got a good point there. I've been on a few of these. I actually, we went on two holiday safaris. Is this a normal thing to do when you're in Africa on Christmas? You go out. Well, in if the you're bush? a Jew, you don't celebrate Christmas. So it's like. You oh. And just, and a, you're in the Southern Hemisphere, right? So you're, it's, it's, warm. it's warm, right? Yeah, no, it's totally warm. Right. But you, we went it's like to. summer vacation. Well, we right? went to Botswana, which is like a country that was just north of South <laughs> That's Africa. It's not a real country. Botswana. <laughs> Botswana. And uh, we went to like. Is some, it like far in Flagonia? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Dumb. Yes, it was, actually. <laughs> But we, we we went there and like you, you go and you hang out in these like little kind of huts and you hang out and you can listen to the the African night crickets savanna. But I mean you Lions. get in the hyenas Whoa. cackling and the yeah the lions. I like the way that she compared like the 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 open bush to uh, the noise to uh, the tendril. <laughs> do you hear that? Do, do you think that was an Afrikaner racist black comment? Do you th- I think that was like well, I she think was... those two people who fuck downstairs are white, right? They make a lot of racket. Yeah, they do actually. And then the guy across the street who's a who's a crackhead who yells all the time, he's white too. Yeah. Do you think she's an Afrikaner that hates white people? Yeah. She's an Afrikaner. It's a flat. It's a backlash. I think Fucking she hates racist. <laughs> She doesn't hate the animals. They're just animals, right? Making noises. Animal no, but the tenderloin's loud, and the African savanna is also loud. <laughs> Which is louder. As the only person in the room who's been in both. <laughs> I would say the tenderloin's a bit louder. More personally. obnoxious. Yeah, it's, it's more louder. obnoxious. You hear the word fuck more often. Fuck. Motherfucker. <laughs> You can hear the crickets and the monkeys and the hyenas calling to each other, the odd lion, perhaps some zebras. So it's quite a sort of really noisy night in a sort of quite peaceful way. Anyway, so we're sitting there um, just listening to the sounds of, of Africa, uh, really, really beautiful. And all of a sudden, we hear this noise, and it sort of went like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, hmm. That's some kind of because we heard the monkeys. That's a hippopotamus. (laughs) They're very dangerous animals. They're very. They're one of the most fiercest creatures in the bush. The most dangerous animal in Africa. I think it is the fiercest creature in the bush. Bite you in half. I would say that in my professional experience as somebody who's been in the African wild, it will prolapse your anus. (laughs) I would say that's a hippopotamus, and they can prolapse your anus with one tooth. That. And I realized about 30 seconds before my father 
that it's the two gays fucking next door. Okay, so picture this. There's no TV, no nothing. I had to sit there with my dad and listen to two gays bumming each other. (laughs) Bumming. (laughs) Yeah. It was probably the most horrific 20 minutes 20 minutes? Oh, they must not have any poppers. And so wrong. Anyway, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Keep it sick and wrong. Bye. So, it is, so the sound she was hearing is pretty similar to the tenderloin then. <laughs> <laughs> she complains that she didn't have a TV the or something gastro, or a stereo baby. to turn up to drown out the sound, but why wouldn't you just start like dancing? You know, beatboxing. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, don't you like this? Well, they're like, <laughs> what? It sounds like there's two voices coming out is of your mouth with the beatbox. Is, is that how gay men fuck in the wild? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would have started caroling if I were th- if I were them and I was in the other room. I would have started caroling, which would probably would have stopped the butt sex. Going well, from on the last other week, room. you know what song's your favorite uh, carol? Can you give us a little bit of that? Christmas and Hollis? No. Oh, yeah. Little drummer boy. I don't know. I don't know the other ones. Bump. Bump. Mustache. Bottom. Pa-rump a mustache. I couldn't imagine, though, how awkward that must have been because the dad's already homophobic. Right. And no, girl, but that was before. That was when he was homophobic. Now he's not. Now he's now not. He's now not. He's but at the time, the could you imagine the dad must have been sitting there red face, smacking his hand into his fist, and just like. Just, I'm going to go in there and sort this out, <laughs> daughter. I'll and be really? right back two hours later. I sorted them out. So <laughs> come back wearing big feet. Yeah. So another guy out there from the village face. people. <laughs> <laughs> this is puppycock. <laughs> Well, we got a lot of fun out of that. I think Leah wins the uh, the triple you know, triple. Oh yeah, I, hands down. I think. In in uh, my summation here for um, all the songs that or the uh, the stories that we've been listening to. No, I turned it off. Okay. Oh, did you turn it off? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. All right. If I had to think about it, if I had to judge all the stories, which I do right now, we had the guy that showed four fingers at the bum. Right, Capretta with the vaginal fisting and horning out the uh, the neighbors to his uh, train stop. Oh yeah, oh and, that was awesome. And yeah, we had the great. guy with the grandma. Ooh, that's Ooh, good. Yeah, was the guy with the grandma? Now you, he was oh, Roger, yeah. his girl that was good grandma. actually too. And Grant and and his nan. Uh, yeah. yeah. And we had uh, Leah. now you're recounting them. I'm kind of con- yeah. What I like about Leah is I like the way she told the story. I like the setting. It, it brought me there. It's like a Zora yeah, Neale Hurston novel. Yeah, you have novel. personal like you know you have personal. I, know, but at the I feel like I'm watching Out of Africa. Yeah, her, I, mean, I was just gonna say that. I was just saying either like Indiana Jones or or, or like uh, the English Patient or something. Thing, yeah, you know no, I mean, I mean yeah, this made yeah. me feel like I was in the country, or you know that that Michael Crichton novel, The White Gorilla, uh, Mas- Master and Commander. Congo. That's oh. a, this reminded me Congo, Con- but with Condo. butt sex. <laughs> what was Congo with butt sex? Yeah. If isn't, someone isn't that the dance you do at the Christmas party? Yeah, kind of. That is a- <laughs> you weren't there, so you wouldn't know. Yeah, you <laughs> wouldn't know there, Sleazy. You know what? I'm gonna say Leah's story entertained me the most. I think that's the most tragic comic curse story. But we still got to award the second prize. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. What, what do it? you it's think? Capretta? 
<laughs> how or would the, uh, how would compare like a, a? I like the guy that's fucking his girlfriend from the ground. I like that, but his girl is his girlfriend really gonna have the patience to put this thing on like a pair of panties and like? And, Fuck and, and, yeah. It's worth it. They're kids. Yeah, but they're not... She's not patient enough. She's immediately going to rip it off and be like, you're roging me properly. All right, how about this? Give it to your grandma. Yeah, because she was... Put, yeah, Give it exactly. to your nan. Yeah. That's what I say. Nah. Give that gift to your nan. Yeah. I feel like I would... I, I, could agree, I could be down with that decision to give it to that guy. All right, Leah, you win total ecstasy. And <laughs> Devin, Devin, you win a butterfly vibrator. For your nana, and maybe next Christmas, if his girlfriend's wearing that thing, he can keep her at bay. Yeah, because he right. can, he can, exactly. Grandma would be yep. too busy. No, so Grandma's going to be too busy viewing. <laughs> to view. Oh. <laughs> I think we've made a proper decision. I think we've made a decision. Our vote's been cast. So, congratulations, the two winners of the Sick and Wrong Annual Holiday Contest. You'll get your vibrators uh, soon enough. I'll email you and, eventually. Uh, yeah, eventually. <laughs> Well, I think it's about it, uh, towards the end of our uh, our holiday annual holiday Christmas show part two. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people noticed on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. I think I announced it, but I sent. I'm, I'm meaning, I've been meaning to send an email to this a lot a of the fans. Deal. But we have a new sick and wrong website. Yeah, oh, it is a pretty huge deal. It's pretty badass. We've actually. been talking about redesigning the website. For what, two years? Oh, at least. And we even Four tried years. a couple we times. We tried with a couple of people who flaked. Well, ourselves. And then we, we failed. failed ourselves, yeah. but a couple of people offered. Well, one dude, one guy, who I want to say, if I've ever met a Jedi, this is the guy. He's, he's the a web Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, he's a Jedi. Jedi. No, he's definitely a Jedi. He's got Jedi internet These design skills. These are not the droids you are looking for. His name is Chris Igo. And uh, Obi Wan Kanigo. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Can I go? Designed us this brand new website. People, if you go to stickaroundpodcast.com, you click on it, you'll see our new website. And I think Chris did a hell of a job. He basically took a website that was really difficult to update. And that's why we never changed it. Right. We didn't change it because we'd have had to write. We, we changed it once. <laughs> but remember, I mean, remember the green the background. Design? <laughs> it was oh, yeah. green and painful. That was my design. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, Wackley's not web designer. I'm not web designer. I'm no. not internet designer. We're internet retarded, and we don't have. We're internet personalities. We're internet personalities, not internet designers. No. And that's the thing. It's like I think people were always ripping our website because. It sucked. Yeah, could, it sucked. Could, and we never changed it because we just didn't know how. And then all of a sudden came this Jedi Knight, Chris here, who was like, you know what? I'll design a website for you. And he actually pulled through. Yeah. He, uh, that's he put in the time. That's the amazing thing. He Had worked you, he, with me, which is wow. unbelievable. Like, I mean, Wackley has to deal with that. But this guy, this total stranger I've never even spoken to before, worked with me. A regular I feel basis. for you, man. Yeah. I kind of want to have Chris on the show just to talk about how the frustration that he must have gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you know, be too boring. Have you ever read, we could have another topic. Do we have to another topic? Have you ever read Kafka, him, The Trial? No. <laughs> I think it must have been quite similar. I think yeah. his feelings. What's the one where the guy turns into a beetle? That's kind of more like anyone Metamorphosis. But no, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I think it might have been a cross between the two. He probably wanted to turn into a beetle and yeah. scurry away from talking to you. Yeah. So, uh, Chris designed us the website. Thank you, Chris, for designing this very utilitarian, functional website. Go to igodesign, I-G-O-E design.com, and uh, you can solicit Chris's services. 
I think for, for um, internet services, right? Well, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying sexual. I'm just saying if you want, <laughs> leave it up to him. If, yeah. Okay, maybe. All right, if you want a hand job, or maybe if you want a website designed, he'll probably design your website. Maybe he won't give you a hand job. His prices are very reasonable for all the things that he does. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, I'm thinking maybe next week or the week after we'll have Chris on the show. Just to find out what it was like working with D. Simon for like a or, month. Or why he would ever commit to doing such a thing. Yeah, Wackley never would have done it. No. Uh. I tried it. I, I committed about four hours one time. And, was and like, we got nope, like this big fight. Not going to happen. just like, get out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> and he threw a beer at me. Um, anyway, thank you, Way Chris. Go, and I, I think see. the website looks pretty kick-ass. A lot of people like it. So uh, check it out, com. Also, if you click on the forum link and go straight to the new and improved Sick and Wrong forum, uh, there's a lot happening on the forum. we got right. like almost 900 people on that thing. Always a new day and a new interesting thing on the forum. Yeah, I like the uh, couple new Tits a new a day. couple new threads I've been checking out is the memes and internet fails thread. That's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I like shiny things. Have you seen that one? About vajazzling, yes, that's a good about vajazzling. I like it. It's, it's I wish easy. more women vajazzled. Oh, we got to see that. I just feel that in, it, in real life, IRL. No, all right. I've I'm never seen an IRL. Have you? No. A vajazzle vagina? No. 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 I never. I have. want to though. I would like to. Well, it's a good thing. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, people, you can see a vajazzled vagina on sickandwrongforum.com. <laughs> list. Also, thank you, everybody, for subscribing to the show via iTunes and giving us that five-star rating. You're keeping us up there in the top comedy podcasts. I have noticed something that I would like to mention. What? There's different iTunes for the UK and the United States, and there's different reviews and comments on both different pages. So I don't I'm get that. Like why doesn't that why doesn't that transfer to the US page? Some are the same and some are different. So I'm feeling mm. like when you say that you need to get a, to a thousand comments by the end of the year, and you're gonna sh- we're already there. We might already be there, which means you might already have to paint your balls red and green and, and <laughs> happy holidays and post them on the internet. Oh, if somebody could go through, because some of the comments the are the same and some aren't, if How somebody could do count that? the disparate comments, somebody would have to go do. They'd have to do it by brute force. Just count them. Print I think them all out. Both of you benders want to see my nuts. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> green and red. Holy cow! Guilty, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I do, I do. I will have to consider that notion because we have a. I didn't realize there was UK voting. Yeah. It's different. There's something so there's confusing about it. I'm not, I can't purely understand it. Maybe the Jedi, the Internet Jedi, can figure it out. Yeah, but it's, it's a little confusing. You think me. of all the ones around the world, there might be thousands and thousands of them. I don't think there's a lot I think of people. That throws I don't think the there's vote. a lot of people listening in Botswana. <laughs> I was, didn't bother to click I was on talking that about version. American That's votes. made up. That's not a real place. <laughs> but I appreciate people voting. So um, yeah. I'm just trying to not. I'm trying to keep you honest about your thousand votes. Well, no, commitment. I was saying actually 900. Oh, really? But that's what I wanted the holiday gift to be to us. Give us 900 ratings. All right. But in the U.S. I don't know about the U.K. I mean, maybe. Oh, maybe, oh now maybe you're changing that. the rules. Okay. Ra- I'm just saying. Racist. I'm, 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 just, I'm qualifying my statement. I'm qualifying yeah. my statement. Okay. Also, uh, people, last minute Christmas gifts. I know we announced a few before, but uh, a Sikron t-shirt. A John Wayne Gacy sticker. 
Stickers are good. I think that makes a great damn good cheap. stocking stuffer. <laughs> I think it makes a damn good stocking Not to mention, I wouldn't mind seeing the quizzical expression on your mother when you give her that sick and wrong t-shirt. Right. She's going to be like, what is this? You're going to be like, well, it's not Martha Stewart, Mom. It's better. It's better. Exactly. I think, I think she'd enjoy it. So go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store, and order your sick and wrong tea. Finally, here the sick and wrong song of the week is um, it's a holiday song, one of Wackerly's favorites. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Oh, great! I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was excited. I am joking, actually. You know, I was going to end the show with a holiday song, but instead, I decided to end the show with a song by one of my favorite musicians. Actually, one of my... Uh, I'll make more excited about this. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, this is one of my favorite musicians and I was actually... What are you going to play? I was a little bummed when I read that uh, he had died this uh, past week. I was really bummed. Like, Leslie Nielsen and then this guy? Yeah. That's it's kind of a bummer. Tri- that's hard to take. I'm talking about Don Van Vliet, Captain Beefheart. You probably have heard by now Captain Beefheart passed away last Friday. We got an email here from a longtime listener who pointed this out. After a long struggle with multiple sclerosis, Don Van Vliet, better known as Captain Beefheart, one of the most influential American musicians of the 60s and the 70s, an avant-garde frontman of the Magic Band, died in California, age 69. 69 years old. Writes the magpie here. You need to play some Captain Beefheart at the end of this next show. Yeah, in all right. seriousness, the captain's influence on modern music is immeasurable. Yeah, but <laughs> I hate it with you. Who cares about his influence on modern music? Like, he just had a lot of good songs. Dude, there would be no fish for you to listen to if there's no Captain I have no Beefheart. idea who Captain Beefheart is. <laughs> We're going to educate you after the show. All right? <laughs> the man saw the line in the sand that was 60s mainstream and bullied right past it like a force of nature. According to the Wikipedia article, the way he treated his band in the making of the Trout Mask replica album was a Not textbook so <laughs> example of a cult leader brainwashing his flock. I've attached Moonlight on Vermont by Captain Beefheart and his magic band from the Trout Mac Mask Replica album, Mark the Magpie. So we're going to end the show here with uh, Moonlight on Vermont, and I want to do a quick toast here to Captain Cheers. Beefheart. He's always been one of my the favorite beef. musical but performers. But I'm a vegetarian. And people, heart. if you don't yeah. know who he is, go buy a couple albums. Trout, Ma- Trout Mask Replica is a damn good album. Yeah, but like Safe as Milk and Safe the Clear Spot is really yeah. good. Charmaster Replicas is a little hard to... Spotlight Kid. That's a damn good album. What did I say? The Clear Spot? Yeah, Clear Spot and Spotlight Kid. It's a good album. So um, hopefully people will invest in that and you'll check it out. So we're going to end the show here with Captain Beefheart. Rest in peace. Thank you, Mark the Magpie, for sending that in. People, have a happy and safe holiday. Yes. Try to give everyone a Christmas they'll never forget. And I'm not saying ruin it. Like I have in years no. past. I've said, ruin your Christmases no for people in the year past because I've been a bitter Jew. Now you're converted. No, no, no I'm just saying. No I've embraced the holiday spirit. Don't ruin it. Just make for it others. memorable. Just make it memorable. Memorable. Just memorable. make it memorable. I have no problem with that. So like peel off the roof and shit. I'm just saying, make it so in three years from now or four years from now, your girlfriend's parents are going to be like, Remember that boyfriend that you had in 2000? He broke it up and climbed into our bed <laughs> that night. And fucked your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Make it memorable. Yeah, People, we'll be back next week. Until then, happy new year. Take a sleazy. 
leaving Mrs. Wooten Welles Little nitty Even life more floating with his Little pistol showing And his little pistol toting Well, that goes to show you What a moon can do No more preach from Tuesday to Friday Everybody's gone High society Hope lost his head and got off on alligators Somebody's leaving peanuts on the cabins For a white elephant Escape from zoo with love Girls to show what a moon can do Moonlight on the mark For life, boy, and it did it to you, and it did it to Zoo, and it can do it for me, and it can do it for you. Good evening, I'm Lance Wackerly. Tonight on Sick and Wrong Vodka Peace Theater, 
we're delighted to present a classic from the realms of cautionary Christmas morality literature. The author of our story tonight is well known amongst lovers of fine literature and word wordcraft the world over, be it in the slums of Mexico City, amongst the better chat rooms of the internet, or in the lofty heights of fine literature, as you, my listeners, are about to experience. So curl up with your pot-buttered rums, your various nogs, or a fine four loco, as I bring you D. Simon in A Christmas Carol, written by Sir Iron of Man, edited by Empresario, with spiritual advisement from Bastard Kestrel. Chapter 1 in the heart of the Tenderloin, there lived a greedy Jew. Every day he would pass by the miserable souls that inhabit this land. Their stare would follow him as the hipster made his way to the bus stop. Not a drop of piety would enter his heart, or a coin leave his pocket. No one ever gave him anything. He made his way to the top of the porn editing department. Besides, he voted liberal. Let his government take care of them. Maybe sending the fucking Mexicans back and putting those pieces of walking human shit to do the back-breaking labor. Keep the jobs for Americans. That's the right thing to do. But D laughed in his heart. These are mostly crack addicts. They can't do shit. The best his tax money could do is keep them out of his daily walk. They had better do it now and decrease the surplus population. He wondered if in colder climates the homeless problem was less severe. They must freeze to death. Do the homeless migrate south? Could be. Maybe you should do a documentary and find out. How much money could he make out of this? His army of podcast fans would promote it to the world. D. Simon had been in too many car accidents before deciding to ride the bus. He had problems concentrating on a single task for long. His mind would soon entertain itself with beautiful images, fantasies of Jews capturing German schoolchildren during World War II and training the women to be Jew-cum-drinking slaves. Imagine a beautiful tall blonde in her cute little German dress, cleaning his house, cooking his food, and at night receiving a storm of fists and kicks and dicks. Being utterly disgusted by his out-of-shape Jew body ramming her goddess-like figure, but being too brainwashed to know what to do. Ah yes, D. Simon was a man of vision, but these sort of things were kept in his innermost heart. He wondered if Jesus Christ had been impaled and not crucified, would the world be worshipping a 30-year-old virgin Jew who could not even run to save his own life, resting in the air with a giant stick up his ass? Would priests shove objects up their anus as part of the ritual? Would diddling children be an encouraged practice? Would conservatives defend this as a religious right as they defended the right to spank their children? He was a superb mind filled with noble thoughts. He enjoyed the company on the bus and the occasional college chick who he creepily tried to initiate conversation with, or the loud black women bitching to each other about how the fathers of their children won't pay the child support or just got locked up in jail again. D. Simon was an observer, like a scientist working with chimps. He could not relate with the Gentile, he could not see himself in their eyes, and for this he was heartless. The world was composed of walking, talking bio-machines existing for his entertainment. D. Simon was a great, great man. He loved his job, 
His life's philosophy was, Believe me, oh my brothers, there is nothing better than porn. The reason behind his fascination sprang from many origins. He was a lazy man who'd much rather spend five minutes in front of a computer than hours upon hours courting a woman to get his dick wet. He was a borderline mentally ill narcissist enjoying himself too much to share his time with another human being. But most importantly, he loved the concept of having women degrade themselves sexually for money. Oh, happiness and bliss. Watch a Gentile dance for some gold like a monkey for some fruit. Yes, his evil Jew boner pulsed with desire when thinking about her parents' shattered dreams. How low and degraded she must have felt when the Jewish porn director, director introduced her to a group of Negroes for her first interracial gangbang scene. You should have seen this man's hard drive. It was a pornographic treasure chest. From pigs fucking Thai girls to giant fat white Americans filling their cunts with french fries and having some Mexican midget perform cunnilingus. But the secret cameras in female public restrooms had a very special place in his heart. Regardless of all the wonderful and admirable traits in D. Simon, he had never experienced the spirit of Christmas. He was raised with Hanukkah, a holiday that celebrated the unfortunate defeat of the glorious Zeus-worshipping Greeks. He received eight shitty gifts and listened to boring lectures on Jewish history. He always thought it was a form of brainwashing to maintain their culture and identity. He covered himself with tattoos to proclaim his serious intent towards individuality and the hopes of easier pussy. One of the main disturbing secrets Dee held from Wackerly was his love for Jenkum. One of his fuck ladies proceeded to give Dee the shit of a crackhead out of spite and not her own. This horrible cocktail of, tr of a trash-eating, cock-sucking, crack-smoking creature was a strong poison. Dee Simon, being too drunk to notice the difference, for like a fine wine taster, Dee knew his shit, inhaled right in. The strong fumes empowered a high concentration of bacteria and industrial waste consumed by the bum took an immediate effect on our hero. D. Simon hits the floor and begins to twist and turn like a dog who has just been tasered. His fuck lady begins to freak out, for she thinks she's killed him. Not for D's safety, she worries, but the legal consequences she might experience. She holds his head to see if it passes. But D. Simon is transported to a dark place in his Semitic mind. At first it's pitch black, there is nothing. And from nowhere, a small violin begins to play. D. Simon recognizes the song. Slayers South of Heaven. In the horizon, a bright light appears. It's warm and inviting, like a good pussy. D. heads toward it. He enters a door and sees himself lying on the floor. He notices that he's much more handsome than he remembered. He is tall and muscular like a Greek god. His fuck lady weeps for him. D. Simon smiles. He is such a great person. He will be missed. A sudden realization enters him. He is looking at himself from above. D. begins to freak out. He must be a ghost. Holy Moses, there is an afterlife. The music stops. A tall entity approaches him. The background changes. It's D. Simon as a child struggling to get away from his sister's hold. This must be when my life flashes before my eyes, Dee thinks. He is offered a chair, and he relaxes as, and he enjoys the show. His sister, older and stronger than him, is pulling him into the bathroom. 
D. Simon screams for help, but no one comes to his rescue. Not his mother, father, or good old Jeff. Little D. Simon thinks no one cares about him. He is the youngest, and he is just ignored. His sister kicks him in and locks the door. She grabs him by the hair and tells him that if he tries to run, she'll rip it off his skull. She pulls down her pants and underwear, sits on the toilet, and begins to take a shit. D. Simon is forced to stand with her, to smell and listen to her farts. She begins to make polite conversation, as if they were at the dinner table. D. is in agony. He won't talk. He is closing his eyes and trying to pretend he is somewhere else. His sister, out of boredom, tells him to rub her feet since he won't speak to her. Her knees are at his waist. She crosses her legs, like in a meditation position. She begins to relax with Dee's touch. She leans forward and rests on Dee's back, her breast resting on him. Her arms hugging him, Dee gets an erection, which she feels with her feet. She begins to get excited herself. She pulls down Dee's pants and begins to play with his dick. Dee is now her sexual experiment. She kisses him, licks him, she takes off her shirt, and has him play with her tits. Little D. Simon is crying, utterly disgusted with what's going on, but still with a boner, enjoying the handjob he wished never happened. All he wanted was a normal older sister. He plucks up the courage to confront her and yells at her that other sisters don't do this. They protect their little brothers. She smiled, said he was doing too much talking, and grabbed him by the hair and had him eat her cunt until she finished taking her shit. D. Simon is utterly disgusted by this, not to mention the invasion of his privacy. What kind of fucked up angels have they got over here? He tries to get up, but he is stuck in the chair. He can't close his eyes. He begins to think he might be in hell, but for what? He never injured any other people. Can the afterworld judges really be big into thought crimes? The scenes of his childhood and teens continue. They show the time he masturbated in secret under the table with his family present while watching Schindler's List. They show the time Jeff caught him butt-fucking the family dog. How during summer camp the guys jerked off on him while he slept, waking up to the reality that he'd just been the victim of Bukaki. Oh shame, shame, shame. This must be Jewish hell. Let the guilt consume him. D. Simon is locked in his chair, screaming to stop, just like Alex in A Clockwork Orange. The images end with D. as a little boy leaving gifts for his family on Christmas Eve. He can hear his father's loud steps walking up the stairs. D. thinks they're coming to thank him, and just when he's ready to hug his father, he takes off his belt and begins to hit him. No son of mine will take care of the, take part in this pagan ritual, he shouted. I just want to know why everyone at school has better gifts than me. Please don't hit me. I thought it would be fun. That year, he spent the entire holiday vacation studying Jewish history as punishment. Dee is shouting to be let free from his chair. What kind of sick bastards would take pleasure from this? Sadistic cunts. Violators of human rights. He was Jewish and would not be treated like this. The Tenderloin begins to play. He recognized the characters from his walks. The scenes take place at night. Kelly, the red-crotched crack whore, approaches Dee. She lets him know he has, she has an adorable Santa's little helper costume she can model for him. He is trying to hurry up and make his way home from his brother's bar. 
He politely rejects her offer, like he has done many times. The girl holds his arm and begs to suck his dick for $20, maybe a hand job for 10 anything. She's not had a client all day, and her pimp is going to beat her. Her pimp will bathe her with gasoline and burn her to death. She has seen it happen before. D tells her to take her filthy whore hands off him. He does not give a fuck what happens to her. She begins to cry and begs him to just give her some money. A spare ten bucks. She will pay him back again. They see each other almost every day on his walks. Please have some kindness in his heart for the love of God. It's Christmas season. A wave of anger takes hold of him. He slaps her while shouting, I said not to touch me. She begins to sob in the cold, piss-smelling tenderloin sidewalk. D looks at her, a bit proud of what he has done, not knowing he had it in him, half wishing he had a friend to see him in action. He tells her he is an atheist Jew, so he couldn't give a fuck about God or Christmas, or if she is burnt and begins to walk away. Larry, the black racist, got to hear this, and waits for D. Simon to leave and marches toward Kelly. She looks up, stretches her arms, and thanks him in advance for helping her get up. But Larry jumps on her and rapes that fine piece of white meat. The scene moves forward a few days into the future. He is having a Christmas party at Wackerly's new house. He is polite to everyone, but wishes no one a happy Christmas. His arms are crossed, and the only thing in his mind is to tolerate these ridiculous Gentiles and take home a white woman. Feeling a bit out of place with all the Christmas cheer, he leaves early, thanks Wackerly for the food, alcohol, and good time, and takes off. He is a little envious of Wackerly, who is smiling and having a great time. Wackerly told him how he was about to have sex with three chicks in their late teens and early 20s. Some brown immigrants from Asia who can barely speak English and were probably family. Jew envy begins to stir in his soul, but he remembers horror stories about foreign women in his job and smiles, for he knows Wackily is going to discover the hard way that outside of the States, women don't shave a hair on their body. Enjoy Chewbacca's legs, my friend. After being disappointed at finding only trannies in his brother's bar, and Jeff is out having sadomasochistic gay sex somewhere. He walks back home. Larry, the black racist, catches him. He remembers the night with Kelly just a few days ago. The poor girl got her lips cut off by the pimp. This dick could have prevented it. He knew her from sight. He knew everyone. Never did he spare some change. Never did he donate a blanket or even say hi. Always with his superior attitude, looking down at everyone. He was a fucking cracker. If only they did not exist, the black race would be, would be in great conditions. He envisioned a westernized Africa, a first world super state utopia with space technology. But whitey like him did not let this happen. They enslaved blacks and prevented them from fulfilling their destiny. He is a godless asshole that deserves to be given a lesson. Larry, the black racist, runs toward him and tackles him. D was not strong enough to fight this old fuck. Larry focused all his racial hatreds towards D. Larry begins to shout, They cut her lips off, asshole! They cut her lips off! She begged you for some money! She promised to pay it back, but you refused! You laughed at her, you asshole! Now she has no lips! And begins to land punches on his face. You think you're better than us, cracker? 
You have wreaked havoc on the world. It's because of you I live in the street. You like to fuck everyone, don't you, Whitey? I'll get you, asshole. We are now more than you. We will fuck you back. Larry pulls down his pants and takes out his black cock. The smell of piss and vomit was intolerable to Dee's potent Jew nose. Now sick my dick or die. And he pushes Dee's face toward his crotch. Dee's tongue washes off of the layer of dry cum and fungus from his dick. He is weeping, wondering what did he ever do to deserve this. Larry comes in his mouth and now, satisfied, runs off. Dee runs home like a prom girl who just got raped. He locks himself in the bathroom and spends the next hour washing his mouth, the rest of the night sobbing in the shower. A week passes. Jeff is helping him move away. As he sits in the passenger seat, he sees Kelly walking by, her beautiful face disfigured. So that is why Larry did it, he thought. The hard shell that he built as a child came crumbling down, and his sensitive self was exposed. He felt so ashamed of himself. His Jewish identity told him not to give her money, especially at Christmas, and now he caused this to happen to her. He got raped. He hated himself. Three weeks later, he's in front of his computer giving out a live webcam show. On his head and face, he has children's underwear. He tells the audience he is a naughty girl. He has bright red lipstick. He tells them he wears extra because Kelly can't do it anymore. When someone asks him through the little chat box who Kelly was, he shouts they will never know and shoots himself in the face. Someone calls the cops after hearing the gunshot. They find him lying on the floor in a pool of blood, not yet dead. They rush him to the hospital. They are able to save his life, but he is in horrible condition. His neck hit the floor the wrong way, so he is now paralyzed from the neck down. The shotgun completely blew off his face. He has no mouth, eyes, hook nose, nothing. But his brain and ears are intact. Jeff decides not to kill him to Dee's horror. He lies for the next 30 years in a bed, completely conscious, alone, not even a TV on. Only a nurse to change his waste bag and continue feeding him from a tube. Dee wakes up back to reality, his jenkum high over. He finds his fuck lady crying and begging him not to die. He hugs her, kisses her, and tells her how happy he is to be alive. He begins to fuck her like he has never fucked before. He is strong and powerful. His fuck lady melts in the arms of this man. He maxes out his credit card buying all kinds of gifts for the Tenderloin street population. His heart had finally understood the meaning of Christmas. He was the happiest he had ever been in his life. He was so grateful for such a wonderful life, the friends and family he had. He was even thinking of starting a serious relationship again, maybe marrying his fuck lady and having someone to share his happiness with. But after Christmas had passed, all the walking human shits in the Tenderloin knew who D. Simon was. They were cold and hungry again, and he had shown he had money. Two bums approached him one night, who are furious when he refuses to give them money. They tell D. that they live in the street and are starving while he lives in an apartment with food and heating. D. tries to avoid eye contact and walks away. But the bums, who are ungrateful fucks who will never be satisfied with what they get and envy Dee's success, stave him and take his wallet. 
He dies alone in the street in a pool of his own blood. He had only $12 in his wallet. His kindness being the cause of his premature death. The end. We hope you've enjoyed our presentation of Iron Man's D. Simon and a Christmas Carrot. I mean Carol. Good night, everyone, and Merry Christmas.